Hello everyone, and welcome to the Building Strength Podcast. It's your boy, Theo Lim. Today is January, nope, not January. Today is July 4th, 2018. Hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great week so far. Hope you guys are crushing your goals. We're into the second half of 2018. Here we go. Second half. The one that counts. But really, every day counts. So in today's episode, we'll be doing a Q&A. I got some good questions throughout the week from Instagram, from my own clients, um, and just people in general. So thank you guys for the questions. Really appreciate it. We're going to jump right into it. What is the best advice you've ever been given and the best advice you've given? So I've gotten a lot of great advice throughout my life, um, whether that's through people I know or through podcasts I listen to or through books that I've read. I've gotten a lot. Um, The one that always comes to my mind, the one that might be the most applicable in life is from my dad. Um, His big thing was always, if something's meant to be, it'll happen. If it's not meant to be, it won't happen. Not to say that we shouldn't go out and make things happen for ourselves, Uh, What he meant was, yes, of course, we should take action, but sometimes things aren't meant to be. Um, Sometimes things are meant to be. So I always keep that in mind, just like when something doesn't go exactly the way I had planned it or the the way I wanted it to go, it, it just wasn't meant to be. That's okay. We'll move on. We'll keep moving forward. Um, In terms of the best advice I've ever given, I don't know. I'm not sure if I give good advice, really. Still working on it. Um, I think the best advice I give out is just to be consistent with whatever you're doing, be patient with it, and just do your thing. Like, if you genuinely enjoy it, you're genuinely into it, then go for it like you're not gonna lose anything next question what is the last thing you do before bed and what is the last thing you think about um this isn't a great question for me because my evening routine my nightly routine is very subpar compared to my morning and daily routines I just don't have it down yet. Um, The last thing I do before bed, I usually drink a cup of water. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, drink water before bed. The last thing I think about before sleeping is usually what I'm going to do the next day. Um, Just anticipating like, okay, tomorrow's going to roll like this. I've got this in the morning. I've got X amount of time to kind of chill in between things so I'm really focused on like what I've got going on but also when I can chill 
and reset and recover for the next thing that I've got going on. I'm just rolling right through this. All right, what's your opinion on cannabis and recovery? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I use cannabis um, semi-regularly, pretty regular, pretty regularly. Jesus, I always have a t- hard time with words like that. Um, so I do use cannabis. Um, unfortunately, I haven't had too much experience playing around with CBD. So if you guys um, are aware of all that, there's THC, there's CBD. Um, generally in the fitness and health realm, people are really big on CBD, especially right now as things are moving towards legalization. Uh, CBD, the CBD market has like completely exploded. I mean, it's always been there because... I believe CBD is used to treat like major diseases or major um, cancer just in terms of pain management, in terms of, I guess, helping people feel better without using like, you know, really chemically induced things that didn't even make sense. So anyway, I'm not really sure. Um, I use it. I find that it does help me. But for me, it's, as I said, I haven't had much experience with CBD. I've used it a little bit and it seemed to help, but I can't really make any concrete conclusions because I haven't used it extensively enough. In terms of using THC, yes, it does. It definitely does help me in terms of relaxing later at night, um, helping me, um, I guess, fall asleep faster or easier. It does help me, say, if I want to eat more because I know I put in a lot of work over the week and that my body could use more calories, could use more food. I will eat a little more. Um, There's actually a really interesting podcast, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. He had Matthew Walker on there. Um, Matthew Walker is a sleep expert I can't really do him any justice with introing him, but it was a really excellent podcast. And he did go into the use of THC and how it does affect our sleep. So if there's one thing you take away from this question, this is it coming up right here. So he does say that THC does affect one of the sleep cycles. I don't quite remember which one, but it does fuck with our sleep cycle in a bad way. So what happens with the THC, you, you consume it and then it, it just blocks the body's ability or the brain's ability to get into that one sleep cycle. And as you guys know, there are many sleep, there are a couple of different sleep cycles and the fact that THC blocks one of them 
it does fuck with us a little bit and there's no way that we can get that sleep cycle back and the thing that he mentioned on the podcast was that the important thing is that we experience all of the sleep cycles and of course that we get enough sleep so although um people who use marijuana like even myself in the past i would say like it does help me sleep it helps me fall asleep i get great sleep but we do miss out on that sleep cycle and if you're a regular cannabis user you have experienced this as well where you don't really remember your dreams um ever so like if you're a really regular cannabis user you'll know that like you don't really remember your dreams at all i'm not sure i forget like it's been a little bit since i listened to that podcast but i forget is whether it's we don't get into that sleep cycle that allows us to dream or we do dream but we because of things that i don't know about (laughs) we don't remember those dreams so anyway if you've experienced this you know that if you stop smoking even just for a day even for two days that the dreams become so vivid because we've suppressed that so much that when you don't suppress it the dreams are like super crazy super vivid so that's um that's one thing that i have now become aware of is that the thc does block one of the sleeping cycles which can then affect our whole sleep experience which will then affect our rest and recovery so in terms of using cannabis for recovery or in terms of cannabis aiding our recovery i do believe that cbd is amazing for all of that there's a ton of research now there's a ton of products now like a ton and there are a lot of people openly talking about it now compared to three or five years ago so if that's something you're interested in i really do believe in cbd and its use in terms of health wellness fitness in terms of using thc i just mentioned one reason how it can affect our sleep in a negative way still not sure the answer is always it depends all right is strong lifts five by five a good program Again, the answer is always going to be, it depends. But yeah, it's a solid program. Like if you're a beginner, if you're looking to get stronger, if you're just looking to build a good foundation, which are all great things to do, strong lifts, any of the starting programs, like the starting strength programs, 3x5, 5x5, 5-3-1, I'm a big fan of all of them. I've personally used them when I first started out. I still use all of these programs for some of my beginner clients. And yeah, it's a great program. Uh, very simple. You're like squatting, you're benching, you're deadlifting. The other day you're squatting, you're overhead pressing, and you're doing some barbell rows or chin-ups. 
100% if you're looking for a... Here's one thing I always preach. If you're just starting out, you need to follow a program that's that's already been established. So something like Starting Strength has been around for decades now. One or two decades, maybe three. Use it. Follow it. There's no perfect program. There really isn't. You're always going to have to make tweaks here and there. Um, For me, the strong lifts, the starting strength, they're all great for the main lifts. But in my opinion, they lack a lot of upper back work. They lack single leg work, single leg deadlifts or lunges. Um, There's not much core work going on as well. So upper back, core, and single leg work are always missing in those very basic programs, which is fine because you can just add those in. Um, So again, all programs are good. Like the saying is, nothing works if you don't work. So if you take on a program but you don't actually do it or you don't actually execute it or if you pay a coach for their program but you don't actually do it obviously it's not going to work so you have to put in the work you have to put in the time follow a program track your progress and then you will see at the end of that program whether you've made progress or not And that in itself is an excellent learning experience because then you'll know what worked for you at that time and what didn't work for you at the time. And from there, you can add things, you can subtract things, and then you do it all over again. This is the process of training. Training is not a three-month program, a 12-week program, a 16-week program. Training is for life. Um... The only reason I'm in this position now is because I've been training for about 10 years now. Um, If you break break that down into weeks, that's 520 weeks of training. I mean, I've taken some time off here and there. So let's call that 450 weeks of training. That's still a lot of fucking training. So throughout that process, it's just figuring out like, okay, these warm-up exercises help me help me prepare for training quite well. These ones, uh, they were okay for a little, but I kind of stopped using them. Uh, and then, okay, these exercises really get me solid gains, while some of these ones, uh, I don't really think it's worth my while right now. So it's just through that process of learning, actually doing it, and then understanding or seeing the results. And then from there, you can kind of pinpoint like, okay, this kind of work, squatting frequently really helped me versus, okay, when I started squatting only once a week, my squat really like took a, it took a turn for the worse. So for me, I need that frequency. And then it's like, okay, um, doing doing biceps and triceps three times a week really blew up my arms. Um, maybe when I want to focus on my arms again, I'll do that. So that's just an example right there. Um, again, all programs are good. There's no perfect program. Um, but we do need to follow 
I'm a big proponent of following a set program for at least six to eight weeks so you can see some progress on it. If, even better if it's like eight to 12 weeks. 12 weeks, I think, is like the universally accepted length of time for someone to follow a program. So, yes, strong lifts, it's a good program. All of the starting strength programs, they're all good. All programs are good, as long as you do it. Okay, next question. Is a low-carb diet going to work for me? Ooh, very broad question. The answer is going to be a huge, it depends. So, low-carb diet, keto diets are pretty big right now. I've got nothing against them. Um, the fact that you're entertaining the thought is a good sign because you want to make a change, which is a good sign. Now, for me, the biggest thing, and if you've been a listener of this podcast, you know that I'm all about making small changes, following through on those small changes, being consistent with those small changes, and then seeing the results of that small change. I'm not really a big fan of an extreme change in your lifestyle. I've seen it just way too many times now as a coach where someone's like, yeah, I'm going to start training six days a week. And they only train, they don't train currently. I'm like, okay, buddy, let's see how long you can keep that up. Because two weeks from now, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be at it six days a week. Or someone who says something like, oh, I'm going to go on a really serious, like I'm going to start this low-carb diet. And, you know, they're able to sustain for two to three days or so. And then at the end of that, it's like, ah, oh, it didn't work for me. It must not work for me. I'm going to stop doing it. So I'm a big fan of small changes. I really am. Um, whether or not the low-carb diet is going to be, is going to work for you it's really going to depend like are you going to is it going to be sustainable for you are you going to be okay restricting yourself from all of those carbs maybe you will be maybe you won't um so you really have to be realistic with yourself you really have to ask yourself whether you'll be able to sustain it for at least 4 to 6 weeks and then from there, you just got to follow through on it. I have nothing against it. I think if you want to do it, try it out. Because it's the same thing with the program, training program. No diet works unless you work. No training program works unless you work. No certain exercise works unless you work. So that's the main thing. If you can, if you want to try something, lay out a plan, give yourself a solid time frame, give yourself a goal, and if the goal is just as simple as completing it, like you don't have to lose 10 pounds. You might in the process, but I think setting out the goal of just doing it for X amount of time is a powerful goal. So whether or not the low-carb diet is for you, you will have to decide. I've seen some people do great on it, lost a ton of lost a ton of fat. 
I've seen some people who did it for a week and gave up. Uh, whether that was from a weak mindset, whether that's from like they legitimately, um, you know, can't stay away from carbs. For me, I'm someone who enjoys my carbs. I know I perform well with carbs in my system. So for me, a low-carb diet wouldn't really be the way to go. I think I could do it, but I wouldn't really want to do it. And again, again, small changes, guys. Small changes. If you're really serious about it, I've seen some people have a lot of success slowly tapering their carbohydrates down. So say, for example, you're currently eating 250 grams of carbs per day. Don't go from 250 to zero or 250 to 20. Maybe go from 250 to 150. Do that for a week and then go from 150 to 50. And by the time you taper down to like 50 grams of carbs, you're pretty much one meal away from being low carb or no carb. So at that point, it kind of gets easier. It's like, oh, okay, now I just have to do away with that one meal and I'm there. So again, small changes, guys, small changes. All right. My knees are hurting. Um, I hate getting injured because I always get fat when I get injured. What should I do? Okay, first of all, getting injured doesn't make you fat. You make yourself fat. That's all. Um, okay, but seriously, it's just your knees. Like, obviously take the correct action. Take the appropriate steps to rehab your knee and make it feel better. Of course, do that 100%. And if you can't figure it out, look outside for help. Okay. So if you're doing that, okay, so it's just your knees, whatever. I know it's a bitch, but that is no reason to completely stop training. It's a shit reason to completely stop training. You could still got your upper body, right? You still got your core. We could still probably do a ton of conditioning with your upper body or even involving the lower body, just we're not going to put so much uh, pressure on the knee. So, do not stop training if you get injured. Find a way to still train, just don't train through that specific pain. As always, focus on the things you can do while you rehab whatever it is that needs to be taken care of. Okay, last question. Any birthday plans? Huh, that was a great question. I really enjoyed that. So most of you don't know. I don't even want to tell you guys. My birthday is coming up. My birthday is July 7. July 7. I was born in... 1992 so i'm turning 26 this year i'm turning 26 in two or three days any birthday plans no none at all and i'm probably going to keep it that way so if you guys don't know i'm not 
I'm not a huge fan of my birthday. Um, it's just never been a thing for me. Like, I've never... I don't think I've ever held a birthday party. I really don't think so. Like, I have with my family because they make me go. Like, just a family get-together. But I've never, like, invited my friends to go somewhere for my birthday. Or I've never made a Facebook event and be like, yeah, it's my birthday. Come over. We're going to get fucked up. No, I, that's really not my thing. Um, so in terms of birthday plans, not really. I, I've been getting a lot of questions from my family and from my girlfriend about what I want for my birthday. I'm like, I have no clue. I really have no clue what I want. Um, last year, I asked my girlfriend for a pair of Under Armour slides, <laughs> like slippers that I wanted. I'm, I'm a very simple person. This year, I don't really know. I don't have anything in mind. I can track all of this uh, birthday aversion down to one specific event. I don't remember how old I was, fairly young, maybe 10 to 12 years old, 10 to 13. And we had gone to a restaurant as a family. There were like 12 of us, a lot of people. We had gone for my birthday and they made a tinfoil Mickey Mouse hat, like with the ears and everything. It was huge. It was awesome. Now that I think about it, they made me put that on in the restaurant and they made me stand on a chair in the restaurant in front of a hundred people and they all sang happy birthday to me while I stood there and cried. So after that day, my birthday was dead to me. I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't want the attention. It took me a while to realize that that was the event. That was the specific moment that fucked me up. So now I really don't like the attention. I don't want the attention at all. Um, I'm good. It's just another day. I might treat myself to something. Um, I usually do. And yeah. So in terms of my... And 26. 26 was a weird number. Because I was really prepared for 25. I was prepared for 25 when I was 22. Like the moment I turned 22 was the moment I started telling everyone that I was 25. So for three years, I was already 25. So by the time I actually turned 25 last year, it felt like any other day because I had prepared for it for so long. I don't know why I did that. I think I just wanted people to think I was older because I felt like I was really young. Anyway, this year, no preparation at all. I have no clue what's going to happen. In terms of... I am going away with my girlfriend in... Not this weekend, but the weekend after. We're going to go away for two days. I believe it's two days. Three days. So that will be a good time. Um, the weekend after that, I'm also going away. Which I'm really looking forward to. Looking forward to both trips. Um, super excited. So to answer your question, birthday plans, none, none at all. 
that brings us to the end of this list of questions I've got. Oh, maybe I got one more. Nope, no more questions. So if you guys ever have any questions, any comments, any topics that you want me to touch on, hit me up and I will do it. Main takeaways today, as always, just do your thing. Be consistent with it. Be good at it or get good at it. And just keep going. Put your head down and keep doing your thing. With that being said, have a great day. Have a great week. Catch y'all next episode. Peace.